We are continuing our systematic study of uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. Uh, last week we began at the 8th chapter uh, where we read, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Uh, I'll just pause right here as a PSA. Uh, thank you in advance for being a part of uh, your small groups because it's in your small group that you're going to be able to unpack this with any any depth and interaction. You know, this this format doesn't allow itself to. It's like, hey, whoa, whoa, pastor, you know, you just said something there. Uh, I got a question. Well, unfortunately, this is not that 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 dynamic set up here. Uh, small group, small group, small group. That's where you need to be. So it's like, boy, he said that. Uh, spirit's moving on my heart. I'd like to know more. Small group. So having said that, uh, as I shared last time, we need to, we'd be wise to see this not as just the conclusion of what we uh, read in the seventh chapter, but everything Paul has been writing about uh, all the way from Romans 1.1. We have both right now and eschatologically, uh, right now and not yet, uh, a different life and relationship with God. There is right now, right now, no condemnation, uh, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, no condemnation. It's a verdict with associated penalty. That's, it's a legal term. Right now, not, not, not one day, those in Christ, right now, there is no condemnation uh, uh, for those that are in Christ. Uh, that are positionally in Christ. This is possible, just look at the text, through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set me, has set you, has set all of us free from the law of sin and its ultimate, its eschatological consequence, death. Not only the, 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 the death that we, we will have to die at some point, we will die physically, but we will not die spiritually. And we will not die in separation from God when we, when we at, at that great getting up morning, as the saints would say, uh, we will be and we will be with him forever. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. As, as I, one theologian writes, Paul is saying that there is something that the law of Moses simply could not do, and that God now has done that thing. The reason for the law's failure is that it was weak through the flesh. It was my flesh. It was my, my physical being uh, that, that didn't allow the law to be fully lived out in a way that God would love to have seen it lived out. Con consistently, Paul sees the flesh not as evil, but as weak. So weak, he's saying here that the law could not bring about salvation. And so the other big takeaway from this portion of text, God has condemned sin in the flesh so that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us 
who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. That toxic connection between my flesh and that sin that is resident in me is broken. That, that, that it, 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 it's kind of like uh, having a dry wood and gasoline or gasoline and a match. It's like that, 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 that toxic combination is broken. Uh, we have a, we, in this text, we have a mysterious spiritual mashup of both justification, our being declared not guilty, and sanctification, our progressive spiritual transformation, as I like to say, such that I'm better today than I was yesterday, but I'm not as good as I'm going to be tomorrow. Uh, we've been changed, set free from the law of sin and death. And the verb here being, uh, lets us know, if you go into the etymology of the, the original text, the verb lets us know that this is a one and done thing. It's not a progressive thing. It's like it's one and done. Um, and we are at the same time, and we are at the same time living not in a way consistent with the flesh, but now in accordance with the spirit of the living God. Uh, let me just go on because otherwise then I'll really get ahead of myself. Verse 5, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Those that live according to the flesh are focused on the flesh. I know, that's really profound. And those that are guided by, filled with the Holy Spirit, are focused on what the Spirit desires. This is not a situation uh, where, you know, sometimes we, we fall for the evil one's okey-doke, or we fall for our own okey-doke, or we, I'm not talking about that. This is, he's describing the difference, uh, a stark difference between death and life. Uh, uh, darkness and light. Um, in fact, the flesh is, the word used here is hostile. It's actively working against anything related to the righteousness and holiness of God. They do not have the mind to please God, so they do not yield to it, and actually they are incapable of doing it. As I like to say, remind us all, dead fish float downstream. Don't expect the world to behave in or, or have a desire to, to do things in a holy and righteous way. That's not, why would you get mad at a, at, at a, at a squirrel for eating peanuts? That's what squirrels do. Why, why, would you, why would you get upset at the world behaving in a certain way? That's what they do. Um, those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So that's just a, a, a reminder of what we, the, the ground we tread last time. So today we want to continue at the ninth verse where we read, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. This, we have probably another three weeks, maybe four weeks, I have to check our schedule, in this eighth chapter. So, so you're going to get, you know, as you say, there, there's help. 
There's, there's help. There's spiritual help. You're going to get it in the 8th chapter. If you really want spiritual help, I invite you to read the 8th chapter. And after you've read it, read it again. And once you've read it again, read it again. And just keep reading until, as Mama would say, keep reading until you get it. Uh, you, on the other hand, in contrast to those who have a mind focused on the flesh, which we just talked about, you, you Christians at Rome, you Christians in Sacramento, you Christians in City Church, you uh, in the fifth, sixth row, you, he's talking to you, uh, uh, you Christians are not, as the, NIV, as the NIV characterize it, it's not in the original text, but it helps understand, helps us understand and, and gives parameters to what he's talking about in the realm, in the domain, uh, in the system, in the life and lifestyle uh, of the flesh. But you are in the realm, in the domain, in the system of the spirit. Of course, we're in the flesh. So if you were just to give it a hard read from the original text, you would say, uh, you, however, are not in the flesh. Yes, I am. That's not what he's saying. You're not operating in the realm, in the domain, in the system uh, of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. Uh, we have a different orientation, um, centered and led by the spirit of God. Uh, the best example I can think of is, 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 is how the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King characterized it the night before he was assassinated. Seven words that I keep sharing with you. What he said, I just want to do God's will. If that's your mindset, then, then everything will tear off of that. And it, it, it just approach that with your whole family. With every, your whole being, how you approach your work, how you approach your relationship, I just want to do God's will. If we were, if we were to really do that, not just say words, but I mean really use that as, as the underpinning for everything that we do, the realm that we exist in, I just want to do God's will. That's what would cause someone like Ann Nichols to just pull up stakes at a moment's notice and go to Haiti. Go to Africa. Go to Mississippi. Oh boy, that's wonderful that she does that. We've some of the, we don't even have a mind to even think to do that. See, that's that's where transformation comes about. It's like, no, my my life is not supposed to be lived the way I want it. I want to do His will. Um, Paul reminds them this is true as he puts it. He remind he, he remember who he's talking to. He's talking to. The church. He's talking to Christians. And so he says, if, not as well, do you have it or do you not? It's like, no, if, I'm, I'm, if, and it's true, it's, it's a rhetorical device. Uh, the Spirit of God lives in you. He's, he's reminding you, the Spirit of God, if the Spirit of God lives in you, and it does, he's not like, does it live in you? If you, if you have accepted Christ, now, now that's a big if. If you've accepted Christ, not just said words, but really accepted Christ, then the spirit of the living God resides in you. On the other hand, and look how he switches from using the specific you in addressing the church and using a generic anybody, okay? Uh, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong and is not a part of Christ. 
I like how this one theologian puts it. Uh, the spirit is not an occasional visitor. He takes up residence in God's people. Spirit doesn't just drop in. I think, I think I'll, I'll, I'll see Ryan today. You know, it's like that's, that's not how the spirit of the living God works. <laughs> see, we confuse being nice as the world defines nice with sometimes we, 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 we confuse and conflate that as being Christian. Well, they don't kick their dog and I don't kick my dog and he must be Christian. No, he just doesn't kick his dog. That, that don't, 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 don't. Being active religiously. Well, they, 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 they donate to charitable causes and they, they actually show up and they, they do, they open the doors and greet people. That's nice. That's nice. That's, that's nice. That doesn't make you a Christian. It, it, it does, I know, I, I know, it's like, Pastor, you're, you're, you're being hard. I'm trying to help you. So just in, case, just in case you've fallen into that crap of thinking being nice, you know, here, let me add up a whole bunch of chips on this one side of the scale so that it outweighs the, all of this damnable stuff on this side of the scale, so you'll be shoveling forever. That, that's just not how the thing works. Uh, but I like to say, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So it doesn't mean just be just because you got a clock doesn't mean it's working. It's like, oh well, you know, it's 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 11:07, uh, and it'll be 11:07 in the p.m. But if the, if it's not moving, it's broken. It's 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 not do it's not behaving in the way it's intended to behave. Not having the spirit of Christ is a clear indication of not being in Christ. I know that is like super profound. I just <laughs> see because looking on the outside, we can we can assume and we can conflate and we can project and we can think any number of things. Well, that's a nice person. He did nice things. She did nice things. That's wonderful. But but, but what does that mean at the end of the day? I want you to do nice things. Uh, we can even confuse that with ourselves if we're not careful. Uh, What's my motivation for being with and spending time with Gail? Gail's a smart woman. She's a whole woman. And she can sniff out uh, from a mile away. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's just a, yeah, okay, that's a setup. Okay, you're, you're, you're just being nice. You want something. You, you want something. Either you want to you wanna snuggle up to me or, or you want to buy something. Or It's like, but, but it's like, oh, no, I don't want nothing. Oh, well, it, it, it works with kids, too. It's like, oh, daddy, can I do such and such? Oh, mommy, can It's like, what in the world do you want? It's like, that's just not even a part of your mindset. You're, you're setting me up. You're, you're, you're trying to set us. Yeah, anyway. Um, maybe we do it because we're working the angles, hoping to get something later. Spiritually, working the angles. Um, but what's our mindset? What's our motivation? Um, as I shared Dr. Campbell, I mean, just, it was just so on point when he called. When is the last time you heard a preacher, a teacher, a leader in a public setting, in a conference, or any, any dynamic public setting? It's like, you know, I just love God. Too often we get caught up and we, it's all about me. It's about me, and it look, all eyes on me. Look how well I exegeted. Look how well I broke that down. How, look, 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 me, 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 
me. Facebook is great for that. It's all about me. Facebook is one big spotlight, and you're, we're just dancing around the middle. Me. Me. What about him? What about him? And don't, 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 don't confuse. You know, it's almost like, okay, we're, we're, we're going out to a homeless shelter, and, uh, well, let me do a selfie while I'm feeding somebody. It's like, no, it's just, stop it. What are we doing? Just, just fake, phony uh, humility. It's just like, no, no. God offers us a covenantal relationship. A covenantal relationship. I'll love you and be there even when you can't fulfill your end of the bargain. That's a covenantal relationship. I mean, even the world knows the difference between a relationship and a hookup. Um, let me just move on. Uh, just, just, I, I mean, I, I, I'll end up, I know Sister Meeks is cringing. It's like, why did you go there? It's just like, <laughs> that's why I should just stick to my notes and don't, don't. Uh, Um, but just as an aside, don't tie yourself up in knots trying to tease out the difference between what Paul's calling the spirit of God and the spirit of Christ and the spirit. Don't, don't, don't go down that rabbit hole. It's just, we're talking about the spirit, the spirit of the living God. And if God can't be separated, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, it's just like, don't, 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 don't even. Verse 10, but if Christ is in you, But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Um, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. Um, justification. Excuse me, just here one second again. That's why Sister Meeks has always said, she said, you always print out your notes because if the thing freezes up, then it's, uh, uh, which it has just done, uh, then, uh, then I'm still good. Uh, let's see. I listen. I listen. Uh, a good deal of uh, his argument in the previous chapters depends on the fact that justification and sanctification are not to be separated. Justification and sanctification are not to be separated. The believer is credited with the righteousness of God. It is this that brings him into the sphere of salvation. But when he is required to live a life that is in conformity with his salvation, he cannot be indifferent to the importance of righteousness in his daily living. Uh, and as I write, at this point, it may be well that Paul has in mind neither the has in mind neither the process that brings salvation nor the nor the life that follows, but both. As I said, if the spirit of him 
who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his, because of his spirit who lives in you. Uh, verse 12. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh, to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die spiritually. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The word translated here as an obligation means more than just a bill that's due. It means more than a bill that's due. It's a combination of morality and obligation. It's a type of moral indebtedness. I hear you, and I, I, I do hear you. We keep talking about the what and even the why. How about the how? I hear about the what. I hear about the, the, the why. I hear about the what. I hear about the why, but how about the how? Paul gives us an answer right in the text. It's by and through the Holy Spirit that we put to death, present active, for you English majors, present active, the misdeeds of the body. The result is life. What Paul is saying is that the spirit of the living God is active and working so that we are able to stop in real time. We are able to stop in real time the misdeeds of this mortal body. Uh, the things that the sin, the, the, the connection between my flesh and sin has been broken. So I have the capacity when there is opportunity to choose between do what's right and to do what's wrong, I have the capacity to choose what's right every time. Every time. We can't say, as Flip Wilson, the comedian, used to say, the devil made me do it. The devil, he may have made a sinner do that to someone who's not a believer, but if you're a believer, you have the spirit of the living God residing in you. You can never say, well, the devil made me do it. No, actually, Mark did that. Mark chose to do that because I had the power, the capacity to choose right. Not sometime, every time. The problem is I choose to be bad sometimes. And we need, to, we need to recognize that and not hide, well, you know, why you know. And we get so many people that just try and give themselves a pass. Of, of their, it's like, no, that's just, uh, I, think it's, I, I, was, I, was, I was going with uh, uh, Sister Meeks. I said, does this, does this metaphor work? So think of it this way, uh, as a brake or, or an accelerator of your spirit-filled, uh, spirit-powered vehicle. See, if the signs and the conditions on the road of life say danger ahead, curves ahead, falling rock, you've got a choice. You've got a choice. You can either, and particularly when you're going up the hill to Reno or down the hill to Reno and the, you, you have those inclines and you have all of that, you can continue to go 65, 70, and you see a curve coming up there. And what happens? You, you, Oh, wow, wow, you're, 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 you're just sh shuddering around the corner. It's like, well, you had the signs. You, you had the break. 
You had the excel, you had the steering wheel, you had everything that you had in your power, but you chose. You chose to continue to just pedal to the metal. Oh, I got this. I my 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 driving skills can allow me to uh, that's just, again I keep going there because it's true. If I'm on a diet, why am I hanging around seats? If I'm married, why am I hanging around a bunch of single guys? Why? 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 Oh, I'm just trying to witness. Are you trying to be single? We, 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 we have the brake. We have the accelerator. We have the tools. We, but, but, but we choose. We choose. Oh, oh man, this is so hard. This, it's, it's not hard. It's not complicated. If you have a mind to want to please him. Okay, I will go there. If I want to, if there is no temptation, if, 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 if my desire is to please my wife and to be faithful to her, I will not entertain these, these uh, shady conversations. That neither look or are good. Because my mind is to please her. That's my, that's my mind. But if my mind is, as the world would say, I want to have my cake and I want to eat it too. And not just one piece of cake. Let me have several pieces of cake. And how many times you say, well, that this, that, well, there's a moral failing here. There's a moral failing here. There's a, well, what's, what are we doing? What's, what, where are we? Okay, that's, that's the extreme, sort of, kind of. But, but as Dennis Quaid said in the Big Easy, I wasn't a bad cop. I was just a dirty cop. You know? So what does that mean? I wasn't a bad cop. I was just a dirty cop. I just, I just kind of skirted around the edges all through life. Uh, what's the result? Disaster. As one theologian puts it, it is what the Spirit does in us that enables us to render the service to which we are called. I like how the message version reads. It's, it's, it's pretty much sums it up, and I'm almost done. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? There's nothing in it for us. Nothing at all. The best thing to do is to give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. It's almost like that. What was that? That 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 uh, I didn't. I've never seen it all the way through, but the parts I see, it's kind of humorous. Uh, was it Weekend with Bernie or something like that? Uh, isn't that the one where you got this this guy who's dead, and they they just keep hauling him around all over the place? The guy is dead. Ain't dressing him up and then just hauling him all around. He's dead. That's what we do. That life is dead. But we dress it up. We take it to the gym. 
way we put new clothes on it, and the way we and we 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 spend the there's so much care and feeding spent on a corpse, uh, and how much I won't say how much time. <laughs> At least give God the amount of time you would give the gym. Do that. Do that. Do do that. Let's let's just start there. How much time do we spend in the gym? Boy, I don't miss a time in the gym, boy. Well, you know I'm not talking about me. <laughs> you know that's not the case. I'll get in Paul's uh, Paul's weeds. Give God as much time as you give a uh, world at war. Give him that much time. Oh, pastor, why does it have to be that? Well, what's your mind? What's, what's your mind? What are, you, what are you desiring? What are you trying to feed? The reason we choose and have taste for certain things is that we've been we've been accustomed and we've acquired that taste. Last night, Sister Meeks, I, I so love her and I and I thank you, honey. She's uh, she's she's helping in ministry. She's giving you. Let me just say too, just just uh, you get mad at me like is that um, when you receive a call from Sister Meeks, assume that's from me. It's 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 the same. Not that she even shares the conversations, but, uh, you know, if you're getting a call from her, it's like, that's, that's, that's me. That's my heart. That's, 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 she is neck deep, poor thing. She was farsighted when she signed the contract with, with, with marriage. She didn't realize she should have read the fine print, but uh, Jerry, Renee, a deal's a deal. A deal is a deal. Okay, so it's not my problem. Uh, but last night she was preparing dinner and she was apologizing. It's like, what are you apologizing? You've got a life. And it was it was later on. And so uh, the the non-meat portions of the meal got ahead of the meat portions. It was all good. I ate it all. Uh, but I was sitting there eating uh, roasted potatoes and cauliflower and broccoli, and I was I was I was in heaven. She didn't know it. I wasn't letting on that much. But she said. Uh, you don't have any meat. I'm like, this is okay with me right now. I acquired a taste for something. You know, we could be accustomed to what we're accustomed to. But unless and until we experience something, that's why the psalmist said, you taste and see. Don't take my word for it. You taste and see how good the Lord is. Once you taste it, you will see that he's sweeter than honey from a honeycomb. Uh, he understood what God had done for him and what God has done for me and what God can do for you. Uh, I'm closing. Verse 15. Uh, let's, let's wrap it up. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, and we are, then we are heirs. Heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, and we will, 
in order that we may also share in his glory. That's it. It's all wrapped up in a bow. What he's saying? The cure, the cure for defeated. First, there's a lot of confessing Christians. And you may indeed be you know, those that are listening who will listen to the, the podcast will be shared. You may indeed be born again, but you're frustrated. You're living a less than fulfilled life. Uh, the reason for that is we are not living in concert with, according to the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Period. Full stop. That's that's just it. I, I, I wish I could offer something more, more profound and, and something more pithy or more. Um, our new life in Christ is not the exchange of slavery to sin to a, a slavery rooted in fear. No, I'm a child that, that, as I shared earlier, can go right up to the creator of the universe, the one that spoke the ex nihilo, that spoke things into existence. I can go up to him and say, Daddy. So it just, it, 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 it's only reasonable that if I have that type of relationship, I'm joined at the hip, I have a mindset, I want to please him in all these areas. So I'm going to, if I'm going to share with him, he's going to share with me his glory. I'm going to, be, I'm going to share in his suffering because I am in him. I am with him. My desire... What happens if, 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 if Sister Meeks, and she has saved me from uh, leading our whole family bankrupt, is like, we should invest in this. No, honey, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, there's a one, one way or the other, whatever we do together, that is going to affect both of us. If I am with God, 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 if I have a mind to please him, where he goes, I go. Where he's where he's persecuted, I'm persecuted. It just it just it is what it is. I'm his child. I can call him daddy. So I'm gonna I'm going to uh, rejoice in the glory, and I will rejoice and suffer in the sufferings related to that. We live beneath our privilege simply because we do not allow the Holy Spirit of God to have full reign and power in our lives. That's it. It's not, well, if I just go to this, I'm done. Let me just shut this up. Otherwise, if I, if I, there's everything right, nothing wrong with going to another conference and another workshop and another, and we do that and we offer those. But we, we those should be viewed as, as reminders and uh, prods and uh, helpful tools and tips. But the core, the absolute core of what it means to live, the ability to live is a fulfilled and, 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 and rejoicing and uh, living that abundant life in Christ. You're not getting anything else. This is it. This, this is it. Well, let me try going. It's, it's, the problem with trying this or going there or going that is that you take yourself with you. And wherever you go, you take the same issues of life with you. And you'll find sooner or later, well, that's a different voice. That's a different atmosphere. That's a whatever. But you're still there. All the issues that you thought you were running from followed you. 
They are with you. But if I have a mind, if I have a mindset to please him wherever I go, if I make my bed in hell, he will find me and be with me there. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, again, we say thank you. Thank you for Christ. Thank you for Paul's uh, um, admonishment, his, uh, his reminder, his words. Father, just, just, just thank you. Thank you for uh, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Father, give us, um, give us wisdom. Father, to uh, give the Holy Spirit a half a chance in our lives to, um, to do what he desires, to move us in directions um, he desires. And Father, give us, um, just give us the willingness, the comfort, the assurance that it's well, and it'll be all fine. Father, we thank you and we praise you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Join with me. Um, as we go down from here, I want to, uh, again, thank you all. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Team Rowe, before you leave, I have something for you uh, up here, too, so don't scoot out too fast. Um, and again, I want to invite the men. Please join us this Saturday uh, to, uh, uh, to Men's Fellowship, 9 o'clock over in the 31 Sanctuary. Every man, every man, uh, I, I invite you to join us, 9 o'clock. It'll be the best two hours of your Saturday, I guarantee you. And our very own Nate Doss will be bringing the lesson uh, on, uh, uh, to the men on, on this Saturday. Yeah, somebody could clap. Yeah, that was uh, So again, um, thank you so much. Just bow your heads and hearts with me. Again, our Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you for Christ. He does all things well. You brought us here. You blessed us. You kept us. You watched over us. You're so kind. You're so wonderful. You're so loving. You're so merciful. Father, you, you extend grace upon grace, upon grace, upon grace. Thank you. Father, thank you for the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for uh, these, your sons and daughters, my brothers and sisters, that you allowed us to assemble just one more time. One more time. Father, don't, don't let us become so um, just, just assume that uh, we'll always be able to come. We'll always have help. We'll always have safe passage. Father, there, there will be a last time. There will be a final goodbye on this side of eternity for each of us. There will be. It's just the fact. There will be. But it's now. It's in that dash that we call life. Father, that I ask that you give us wisdom to live a life that is pleasing to you. That we have a mind to exalt, praise, live for you. Father, we could be, we could be, we could be doing any number of things. We could be gardeners, we could be engineers, we could be uh, uh, analysts, we could, we could be doctors, lawyers, whatever you called us vocationally, Father. Let us keep in mind that's just a vocation. Our life is to please you to exalt you, 
glorify you in our prayer life. Father, let us, let us understand the privilege and the power of communion and conversation with you. Now, Father, you know, you know all of us, name by name, person by person, so much so you bothered to count the number of hairs on our head. You, you, you know all about us. You know the, the deep, dark things, Father, things we wouldn't tell our best friend. You already know. Father, you already know. Father, open up our hearts that we would just um, let you in all the more. Have full, complete control. Be reckless with us, Father. Just break us, mold us, and reshape us into your complete image. We thank you. Now be with us now as we go down from this place. Watch over us. Protect us from the evil one. He is indeed evil. Father us. Keep us from the, the temptations and the snares of the world. Please. And Father, almost as if most importantly, save us from ourselves. Father, we can, uh, we can really screw things up. Father, but bless us. Let us have a mind of Christ to live for you. It's in the precious name of your Son, my Savior, our Savior, Jesus the Christ, I ask it all. Let every heart say, hug you. Nope. Greet somebody. No hug.